0: to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information or simply learning from them. And today we have got Robert Wilson, he is the finance business, finance business consultant, enabling small businesses to expand. Welcome to the show, Robert.
1: Hello, AJ, nice to have you, nice to be here
0: you are welcome to the show robert you are welcome to india in this online form and i'm sure not just in india but a lot of people across the globe will benefit from what we are talking about we'll be talking about using financial awareness to boost your sales and a lot of people want to boost your boost their sales you know because that's especially small businesses so first to understand you know you you enable small businesses to expand, you know, Uh, so you know about these things. Well, a lot of you talk about financial awareness uh, boosting sales. How does that happen? Normally, people thought that it's better. The best is, you know, your customers well, and that should boost your sales. How does financial awareness come in between? Help us understand that part of your expertise.
1: Well, that's a great question, AJ. And, And the truth is, when you mentioned that a lot of people will benefit from this podcast, um, I am sure it's the same in the, around the world, but in the UK alone, more than 99% of businesses are made up of small businesses. Um, so you think about the large corporations and you feel like they are the ones who are driving all the main sales and the business revenue within the countries. In reality, it's actually the exact opposite. It's the vast, vast majority of the economic cycle throughout the whole world is made up of small businesses. And, and therefore it's um, but what's funny and a bit ironic is that the small businesses themselves are in my experience um unaware of the power of using data and financial data to boost their sales um I think what what I'll do AJ just a, a bit of a background is to, to tell you talk you through my background and my career right. history and then that will kind of I think that will help to, under, to help us understand where I'm coming from and then you can help your listeners to really um, take away the key message of how they can use the financial data to boost their sales, what specifically they can do, and then how that will help them for the long term. Um, So I started my career in IT development. I was working in, um, if anyone's got a technical background, vb.net and SQL development, all these types of good IT languages. And then I went and I worked for the Royal Bank of Scotland group in the city of London. So I'm from the UK and um, I was working there reporting. It was part of the liquidity section of the group. So it was the at the time, the third or fourth largest bank in the world. And I was creating um, it was called a data, not a database, but a data warehouse harvesting my earpiece has come out, harvesting all the information that's come from all the different banks and all different services it has, and crunching those numbers to create meaningful reporting data that was actually used by the UK government for its reporting. And when I was there, I was privileged to be there during the credit crunch in 2007. Um, It was to me, they were saying, we need, Robert, we need data The UK government is collapsing. The Royal Bank of Scotland is collapsing. We need need the data. And so me and my team, I was working with, I had a team in India, in America, um, and we were kind of trying to work on this massive data warehouse to crunch these numbers. Um, Once I, that was an experience in itself that showed me the power of data to be used for financial analysis, but then it carries on. Because when I moved, I moved to another city in the UK, um, Manchester, that's where I'm now. And um, I started working in recruitment, uh, 10 years of recruitment. And I was working with small businesses. So I was taking my kind of corporate knowledge and I started to work with small businesses and people for looking for jobs, obviously. People would say to me things like, my boss isn't paying me on time. Or I'm getting bullied at work. And then I'd speak to the business owners and they would say, I know it's hard. I'm not having enough sales. I'm not growing to the level that I've got to. I've reached a bit of a glass ceiling. I don't know how to expand. My first question was, well, let me look at your figures. let's look at your finances. And I got shocked by the answer. "Agent, you know what they said to me? They said to me, I don't really, I don't really know. I mean, I kind of don't really have any proper figures. I obviously, I invoice my clients, so I keep track of my invoices, but a a kind of a clear profit and loss statement of how much is coming in and how much is going out, I don't have. So I said to them, what about the accountant? The accountant just kind of produces something because they're mainly focused on saving me tax. So what they do is they put things through different ways and means to be able to just, and and, and really, to be honest with you, and every single person has said this to me, It's not very accurate what the accountant does. And then it's almost like a a, a sledgehammer hit. I can't believe it. Well, how do you grow your business if you don't know about your financial reporting? And let me, I think, Major, is it okay if I expand on that a little bit to kind of um, help explain the point a little bit more? Well, what I did is I went into the business and I'd go, we'd look at their income streams, but not just sales break down all the products they do, all the services they do, understand exactly what's going on and understand what they call the the gross margin, which is, I'm not sure, uh, I'm just gonna assume that your listeners have not got from a financial background. So when you're selling something, you're gonna have direct sales that are linked to that product you're selling. Um, If I'm selling um, food, the cost of the food is gonna be direct sale. So you take the sale price, and you take away the cost of the food, that gives you your gross margin. So we take what we would do is we would take every product and split it and spread it, understand how much is coming in for that product and how much you're spending on the raw materials. Straight away, you've got an insight there. You've got an insight of what products are doing well and what products are doing less well. So straight away, you can understand where you're holding in terms of the um, market share of your products. You've got a business and you're selling Food, but what type of food are you selling? it's doing very well. Or is it the pizza that's doing work very well? I've got no idea. We just kind of sell stuff. As you mentioned before about understanding your clients and you understand your customers. And I've worked literally with hundreds of businesses, and they think they've got it down pat they understand what their clients need. But we go and and we go through that process where we kind of separate all the product, we split it all out. What actually happens is a lot of people get a bit of a a shock and a surprise because the things that they're selling a lot of, they're making making a tiny, tiny profit margin on that. I'm working with a business now, they've got a turnover of one million pounds, which is a nice, healthy business. But do you know how much what well, their net profit is? In the bottom line, after all of them said and done, no one's on major salaries, they're working hard, they've got they're selling lots and lots of lines of quite um, cheap products, but loads of it. So, there's a million pound turnover. Their bottom line is 25,000 pounds. You've got a million pounds turnover, very little salary costs, 25,000 pounds. What on earth is going on? The answer is they're not charging enough. Their, their gross profit for all of their product lines, even though they're doing really well, got a great customer base, but they're just there's something wrong there. Their profit margin is too low. That's a good example of how to use the financial information, the financial data, would actually help them understand their business and where, what products to, to spe, specialize in. Um, do we diversify? If so, how so? It's all about data. Then what happens is that we then create a budget, for example, for the year. We say how much, let's look at your profit and loss. Let's extrapolate and project that budget for a year and let's see what you expect to happen. I was speaking to someone yesterday he owns a brewery, makes beer for a living. Um, and he, unfortunately, last year, he went out of business. So I was talking to him, and he was saying, well, I'll tell, tell you a story. It's quite interesting. The story was was that um, he was making beer. It takes six weeks to produce the beer. So you buy in the raw materials, and well, that, that's a huge cost up And then uh, six weeks later, you sell it and hopefully get your money back. The problem is, during that time, COVID hit, because it was a few years ago, energy prices went skyrocket high and he was looking at his finances and he said i i don't know what you know it's it's i can't survive and he actually after 25 years of business he actually actually he had to close shop and he had to sell his so he had to bankrupt his business unfortunately so he said to me what would you do if you were working for me two or three years ago i said to "Well, the first thing i'd do was i'd create this budget and we'd be able to see and project what would happen over the next year or two and you'd be able to see that in a year's, a year's time, if we carry on like this with these assumptions, the business is not going to be viable. And we'd be able to see these risks, see these issues way, way beyond, way before anything actually happens. You're using financial data, but you're not just using financial data. It's, it, you're taking, like you said, at the right, right at the beginning of the show, AJ, you're taking that information about what you know about your customers, what you know about your products, about your business, that innate entrep- entrepreneurial knowledge, but you're using it with KPIs, with financial data to be able to specialise and focus on this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. I've got my budget. I then compare that to the actuals, to the actual what is going in and what is going out. And I can say, oh, goodness, this month is not as is not, sales aren't as, as expected. Well, why is that? Let's she use that financial data to ask key questions of why are things going better or why are things going worse, and oh look, I've got more money this month than I thought. Or maybe I should invest that in a marketing strategy. So all the financial data allows you to be able to dissect the business, create major major strategies. It's very interesting because I was looking at some reporting a couple of years ago when I was when I when these small businesses told me. That they weren't monitoring their financial data. It just didn't sit well with me. After my background in banking and, and in recruitment, I could see straight away. And I did some research and I found out that McKinsey, they said that, the report McKinsey, that if you have data-driven business, um, their report shows that 15 to 25% growth, meaning that small businesses have, sh- have demonstrated an increase of sales of 15 to 25%. That's unbelievable. Just by using the financial data with no other major sales initiative, they can increase their sales by up to 25%. And the same thing I saw in Harvard as well. Entrepreneurs who write formal business plans, including the projections, are 16% more likely to achieve viability than other, identical other non-planning entrepreneurs. And that's very interesting. And I don't think a lot of companies know that. They think, look, I know my stuff. I'm an entrepreneur. Just go with it. I would agree with you. In the first year, you need to test the water. You need to fill things out. But once, that starts things, once things start to move and develop more, you need that financial data. You need those KPIs to monitor and assess how you're doing and where we can go further from here.
0: Right. Right, Robert. Right. So how, how does uh, a small business get started? Because they are very busy all the time. It's a very small team, one or two or three people and or a few more people. They're focused on the customer, fulfilling the customer's demands and trying to meet that part. How do they start at the same time? How do they get to start looking at the data or do they have to do, can they do it themselves? Do they have to get you or your company, Precision Management Consulting, immediately. Not everyone will be able to uh, get hold of you. Someone in India, in a rural area, how do they do this thing and make uh, make use of all the data or all the information, financial information that they have for
1: themselves? I think the easiest way to get started, and the the biggest pitfall that I've seen for businesses, is they don't have a decent accounts accounting system. Um, I'm not taught you don't have to be a bookkeeper or an accountant nowadays bookkeeping 10 15 years ago was meant to be everyone's talking about these kind of complicated terms like like general ledger and age creditors and all these kind of things they're like oh leave me alone I don't I don't have time for that I don't know what's going on um nowadays there are really good systems um like Zero, spelt x-e-r-o which you can google and it's and the benefit of these systems is it takes your bank statement. It runs it through the system, and you can allocate it to what well, they, they call it nominals. But forget those that, that posh word. You can allocate it to a certain category of what type of sales. So let's get let's say in our restaurant um, example, you can allocate it to this is sales was it for fish and chips or is it for pizza? Now, if you keep on doing that on a regular basis, slowly but surely, there's a report. For example, in all these soft all these accounting systems like Zero, you click a button and it's Profit and loss. You can then look at that profit and that that profit and loss and it'll tell you how many sales have come for fish and chips and how many sales have come for pizza. Um, That's a really, really powerful place to start with. I don't think it needs um, someone like Precision to come in. On the contrary, a lot of the time when, when we come into businesses, they're using a legacy, outdated bookkeeping tool, which the old-time bookkeepers would pride themselves on, oh, we're using our general ledger, that kind of stuff. And they're not using any of the reporting. They're not actually they're, – they're sticking to it religiously, trying to enter everything into their old, old outdated um, account system. When it comes to actually trying to use the reports, like profit, simple, like profit and loss, they have never used it because they it's out of their scope. So I would say if you're a new business and you um, – and you and you're not and you're not sure how to get started with this thing, the first thing I would do was I think start with zero. It's the easiest one to use. I don't work for zero. I've got nothing to do with them, but I just think <laughs> they're the easiest system to use. Um, it costs about 30 pounds a month. Now that I would say that um, let's break it down a little bit bit further to make it easier for some of the businesses, some of the guys who are listening to our podcast, because I think it depends a lot on what you're doing. The rule of thumb is like this if you're if you're paying your suppliers straight away and you're not investing in anything majorly a lot of service providers are like that they're i don't know um they will just they do their work they make it they create an invoice and then they go and there's there might be a few extra costs but they just you know what in that case i would say um definitely the beginning just get a spreadsheet and just write down everything you're doing The most important, because create your own profit and loss. Write a little, uh, if you want, anyone can reach out to me with pleasure after this, after I pause podcast and um, with pleasure I'll be able to send you a template of how to do it on a spreadsheet. But write down your incoming and your expenditure. I've got templates actually um, that I can send to you on a spreadsheet. And if you do that on a monthly basis, you'll build up a picture anyway without having to invest in any accounting tools. Um, It can be very simple and if you know how to um how to just you'll be able to see at the bottom the bottom line the net profit how am i doing every single month and that is what you kind of need to focus on saying what does this mean for me as a business owner not as an accountant not as a bookkeeper nothing to a tax as a business owner if i've got this amount of money this time what can i do with this amount of money am i going to save it for a rainy day or am i going to drive create a marketing strategy on the back of that. And that's a lot of what precision do. So what what me and my consultants do is we would create that financial data, look at the sales data. If you run a, if you're using any kind of EPOS system, so you've got a till, do you know that your EPOS system always has reports in it? Log into the back end, have a look. You'll be surprised, no one knows this. You go into the reporting and it will say sales breakdown. Oh! What, you mean that 55% of my sales is on this X, Y, and Z? I didn't know that. What does that mean? So in precision, we take that information, we we would do some kind of extra analysis on it, but then we'd be able to, from that information, create process flows, create marketing sales strategy with really one goal, the goal of making your business grow in sales using that data, how to focus and what
0: to focus on. Absolutely, absolutely, Robert. There is much to learn about these things. I am sure a lot of businesses will be able to understand, especially small businesses, through what you have said. But for more, they will have to come to you. And you know, so for that, uh, you know, how do the people get to learn from you directly? And for those people who would like to uh, you know, you know, engage with you as a client for with precision management consulting, what's the best way for you them to connect with you?
1: I think the best way to connect to me, um, firstly, if you do want this template, it's absolutely free. Um, I'm happy to give it to you. Um, so you can you can um, email me, reach out. The best way I think would be to connect would be via my website um, or an email. You can email info at precision, mc dot co dot uk i'll be happy uh, um, happy to have a conversation and to give you the template but besides that if you did want to reach out to precision if you did want to work with precision um we are very much about small businesses it's not about the big business and you're probably thinking okay this guy robert from precision he sounds very good but he's kind of cost a fortune (laughs) i can't afford this um and it's it's actually the opposite um i I suppose, AJ, you're kind of touching on working with precision. It's all about working bespoke with the the small businesses. And for that reason, we actually only charge an hourly rate. Um, So you kind of, there's no commitment. Some people would say we need X amount of of £1,000 up front, or we're going to charge a certain monthly retainer. It doesn't work like that. With us, it could be, um, just yesterday, I've got a client. He does planning, if you want extensions and things like that. And his one man band, he's just brought in a new employee and he called me, he watched that me and he said to me, Robert, do you have a minute to speak? It was 9:30 at night last night. I was like, Yeah, no problem. And we had a we had a really good conversation about he's got his new employee, I'm having problems, I don't know how to train him in. And we spoke about this kind of restructuring of his organization and what to expect, how to drive the business forward from the recruitment and from the employee management perspective. And it was a one-hour fee. It was, you know, it was simple as that. So there's no commitment and um, up upfront major cost involved. And that's a very important for the small business to know because they know there's, you know, you don't have to kind of, um, it's not scary. We're not trying to be this scary thing. So I, I would say that the best thing to do is to email me at info at precisionmc.co.uk um, and um, I'd be very, very happy to have an absolutely a, a free conversation. And if you did want that, that spreadsheet, that template with all the information on it, be very, very happy to give it to you um the most important thing is that in my in my career path working with small businesses you know what it really hurts when i see small businesses who are not succeeding i feel like there's so much they can do and i'm really passionate to see small businesses grow and um that's really where where we're coming from it's not um it's just i want i want to see small businesses grow and i actually did some work with um some good friends of mine we were doing working with different governments we ba- it was based in kerala kerala uh, i think that's how you pronounce it never got clear exactly how to <laughs> <I> pronounce it <laughs> and um it was rolling out an environmentally uh, friendly solution in waste management which is actually it's 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 now very famous in kerala and we're kind of rolling out throughout the rest of india and uh, dubai um and so it's it's it, it, that's and that's something i feel very passionate about it's about trying to make things work and um what i would say is Don't focus on the cost at this stage. There's no commitment. It's not about that. It's about having a conversation. It's about growing a business through sales, through data, and having an evidence base that you can grow your business from. And that's that's really what we're about, AJ.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us.
1: Thank you.